Welcome into Straight Up Sports. I am your host, Devin Albertson. Sorry I didn't do a review podcast last week. I got home from the game last Friday and I was exhausted uh, from a long week of work, so I went straight to bed pretty much. Um, but I should have one for you Friday night after the sem- district semifinal, the district championship games. And I'm really excited to see how these kind of turn out this week. Um, I think all four games are wildly interesting. Um, if we look, we're going to start in district number one, of course. Uh, down south, Drexel at Appleton City. Two teams played back in week two. Appleton City won 50-40. to I think Drexel is a little better now than they were then. I think Appleton City is a little worse. Uh, but if I remember right, in that game, Appleton City had a big lead. Drexel came back late and made that game closer than the score would, would indicate that it was. Um, I think this is a very good football game. Um, and honestly, I think Drexel, I believe... I'm trying to. I don't know exactly the way the rules work for since they won a forfeit game. Um, if that counts for a home game or not, because if it does, no. Okay, here's the deal. So if Drexel wins, they will host East Atchison. If Appleton City wins, they host East Atchison. East Atchison, no matter what, if they win their game versus Mountain City, which the game I will be at, East Atchison will be on the road to either Drexel or Appleton City. If Mountain City wins, no matter what, they will host the semifinal game because they were the three seed in their region. They have not hosted the playoff game since week one. Um, so Mountain City would host Drexel in the state semifinals. They would also host Appleton City. So East Addison won't host anybody. Mountain City would host everybody. And then Drexel and Appleton City kind of depends on who they get, of course, in that semifinal. I cannot wait to see what this happens here. I think Drexel, at this point, I will take them to beat Appleton City, but I'm really excited to see how it goes down there. Um, they finally released some of the dis- all district guys down there. Uh, Drexel, their defense is really good. Um, I believe, if I update these stats completely, they're still a game behind um, in my points allowed stuff, but they were they have a top five defense in the state this year in points allowed. Very good in that end. Uh, not quite as good on offense, but they keep games low scoring. They like to keep things competitive there. And I like what Drexel's doing. I think they're peaking at the right time. So give me Drexel in a little upset over Appleton City. It is, um, if I remember right, number 10 at number 6 here in this one. So I think it's going to be a great football game. But give me the Bobcats ever so slightly um, over Appleton City. I believe Jacob Coffey, the tailback for for Drexel, has had himself one heck of a football season. Um, he's got 1,300 yards rushing to go along with 18 touchdowns on the ground. He's been very good this season uh, for Coach Dean down there for Drexel. Um, some things that we looked up. Um, freshman running backs, a slambacker. When compared to other freshmen, of course, a max preps, we don't, not all the teams put their stats on mix preps across the nation, but he is the in the state. He is first in the state in rushing yards as a freshman and in scoring. He's sixth in the nation, eight man and eleven man in both those categories as well. Um, so pretty balanced rushing attack they have down there at Drexel. He's their go-to guy though, um, and he's had himself one heck of a season as a freshman. He's also um, the leading state leading tackler as a freshman and sixth in the nation there as well. So. 
the stats can be what they are, uh, but he's had himself a really good football season. Not a guy that I've highlighted a lot this year, but he's had he's been really good. And I wanted to highlight that going into this game. But Stutzman is a beast um, for Appleton City. He had seven uh, touchdowns there Friday night. He is very good. Um, he was the conference player of the year down there for the Wemo conference. So I'm really excited to see how that kind of plays out. Um, if Drexel can contain him or not. So that's really the go-to thing for that matchup. And I haven't seen either one of these teams play live, so I really don't know how good they are compared to the other teams. It's just hard to tell teams down south because I don't get to see them play live. Um, the next game, of course, number three, Mound City at East Atchison, number one team in the state. They met back in, I believe, week number five? No, week six. They met back in week six in Tarkio. It's going to be back in Tarkio. East Atchison won that first game 58-50. to Back and forth, huge plays. Um, and just a heck of a football game that I missed because I was over calling the North Andrew Stanbury game, but I was following it on Twitter. And it was, from all I can tell, it was an exciting game. Two really good football teams. And I said going into that game all the way back in week six, so a couple months, a month and a half ago or whatever it was, that I thought East Atchison would win that game and Mount C would come back in the playoffs and be better and possibly win that game and go to state still. I'm not going to make an official prediction for this game because I'm calling the game. I want to stay as neutral as possible um, because I have connections to both these teams. I mean, I know some of the guys on the Mount City staff. They're great guys. Coach Dodson for East Atchison was my defensive coordinator at Norway Holt back when I was in high school. And Coach... Um, Barron is a great guy there for East Atchison. I know Jake McNinney. I know some of the kids on the Mountain City team. So I know a lot of these kids and a bunch of great guys on each side. So I can't wait to see how it plays out. Let the best team win is all I'm going to say. It should be a lot of fun, though. And I would not be surprised. The winner of this game is the favorite to win the state title, in my opinion. Um, District 4, first of all, was absolutely stacked. Guys, an absolutely great football game last week uh, with Mountain City beating North Andrew 44-32. to And I'll get my thoughts in last week's rounds after I preview these games real quick because that's the important thing right now is looking ahead. But we'll look back here in just a second. But Mountain City, they're playing some great football right now. That defense has stepped up a little bit here as of late. They're really fun to watch. East Addison with Jake McAnee around the show. Bywater, Maryfield, um, Merriweather, sorry. So, Bywater on offense, very explosive. Merriweather on defense, flies around, makes a lot of good plays, a lot of tackles in the backfield. He is a lot of fun to watch, play middle linebacker. Um, he's so fast, he recognizes he loves to hit. So that kid loves to hit, um, and I'm really excited to see what this game's going to entail. Both coaches have to make adjustments from last time. Um, probably, I'm guessing a little lower scoring this time. I think that both the defensive coaches will make some adjustments that will keep this scoring down a bit from last time where they had 108 combined points. And I know Mount City don't want to play that way. They don't want to play in a shootout. They've, they emphasize defense hardcore over there. And they played really well, good defense last week versus North Andrew. So I think this game's a little lower scoring, but it should be one heck of a football game. Two teams that are pretty good up front, and I can't wait to see what happens. Um, so we'll see what happens here. But it's I'm so excited for this game Friday night. I, I can't even right now. I mean, it's the top three matchup in the district championship game. This reminds me of back in the day, Worth County and Stanbury being in the same district, being in top three teams in the state. Winner of that game, most likely win the state championship. It's the same thing this year. It's just Mount City and East Atchison. And you can throw in North Andrew there because they, the they were the two seed in the district number five in the state, and they gave Mount City all they could handle last week. And Mount City was, ended up being the better team, but North Andrew was no slouch. They played with them neck to neck. 
So that was a lot of fun last week to call that game. Um, no prediction here, but I think whoever wins that game, we'll see them in Columbia right after Thanksgiving, which is just a couple weeks away now. I mean, we got district championship game this week, state semifinal the 23rd, and then state championship game the 30th, and then football season's over. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. Um, district number two, that's that game. Um, it didn't have the top three matchup that the District 4 has, but this game really is probably my second favorite of the weekend because North Shelby, number seven team in the state, at number four, Southwest Livingston. Both teams have wins over top three teams in the state. Livingston, they beat Mound City, although without the two of their best players, but they still beat Mound City at Mound City. Oh, what the 20-some points? What was the final score of that one? 58-34. So they went to Mound City and beat them by 24 points. That doesn't happen a whole lot. I don't care who's on the field for Mound City. You usually don't go into Mound City when they're that good and beat them that handily and score 58 points in that defense. Um, so Livingston's still a very dangerous team. They haven't really played anybody as of late. I mean, if you look at their last few wins here, of course they had a bye in week one of the playoffs, but last week they destroyed Stewartsville 80-6. to Before that, they beat up on King City, who had a down year. They beat up on Northwest Nottoway, um, beat up Rockport, beat up Platte Valley, um, Stewartsville for the first time. Um, that was all after their win against Mount City. They started the year with a pretty tough schedule. I mean, they played, um, lost to East Atchison by 46. That was a kind of a hit to the gut for Livingston to start the year. But since that point, they haven't lost. They beat South Holt Holt by four on the road. That was a back-and-forth game that could win either way. They destroyed DeCab in Week 3, and then they went on the road and beat Mount City in Week 4. And since that point, they haven't played the best competition, but you play on your schedule for Livingston. And they've taken care of business. They haven't let teams stick around since that point. Um, so, but Livingston, you got Mac Anderson. He is the guy to stop there for Livingston. Chase Neptune has had a good year. On the receiving end, about, I think, 650 yards and qu- quite a few touchdowns in the air there for the Wildcats. Um, but it's Mac Anderson you have to focus on and stop for that offense. He is, very, I mean, he's 6'5", 210, 220, I think is what his official um, height and weight's at. He's fast, he's athletic, um, and he's just tough to bring down the open field. And they like to get him out in space quite a bit. So Livingston, they got that for him. North Shelby, I think they're a little better up front. And also... The best player in the state that no one has really talked about um, is Dayton Metis. Metis. I'm making sure I say his last name right. I was corrected by some North Shelby people. I thank you for that. Dayton um, Metis. Metis. Like Festus. Mestus. Mestus. Sorry, Dayton. I'm just going to call him Dayton. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the state. He has over 1,100 yards rushing, I believe. So does their tailback, um, Geisendorf. Um, so they're a great one-two combo. Pretty much both have 1,200 yards rushing this year. Um, Dayton, he has 23 touchdowns. And then Geisendorf, he has 16. So those two guys are a terrific one-two punch. Don't forget Greenwell also back there runs the ball a little bit. Um, they're really well coached. You saw they could put up some big numbers when they beat Pattonsburg earlier this year. That's their signature win. Um, they lost week one to a team up in Iowa who has struggled a lot this year. But since that point, they've been really good all the way up until week nine. When they lost to Oric at home with the conference side on the line, lost by eight. But they kind of erased that last week when they went over to Oric and shut the Bearcats down 54-6. to Shut down one of the better running backs in the state, Blake Buchanan. Absolutely dominating performance by North Shelby. So when they did that, they kind of 
reminded everybody how good North Shelby really is, and they shouldn't have lost to Oric. They had those games where they just go and they just don't shouldn't lose those games, but they did. So North Shelby be very interesting to see how they come out playing to stop Mac Anderson and for Livingston, how are they going to stop the two-headed monster on the other side? Uh, North Shelby's D-line, well, the better ones in the state, so I think North Shelby has the advantage in this one. It's a little upset because it's number four against number seven uh, with number four at home, but give me North Shelby, the three seed in this district, to make it out to the state semifinals. In the last district here, Metworth County at Pattonsburg, uh, you will see points. You will see lots and lots of points. Uh, these two teams played back in week seven. Final score was 82-50, to 50, Pattonsburg. Pattonsburg's going to score points. That's a given. They're going to score every week. I went back. I'm not sure if I even saved this. I hope I did. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I was looking before last week. There were... Oh, here it is. So, yeah. So, I didn't count last week's, but before that, there were 22 games where the combined score was over 110 points. And Pattonsburg had seven of those games. Which is absolutely ridiculous including the top two. Which, of course, them versus Albany Week 9, they won 150, 154 combined points. And then their Week um, 7 loss, I believe, to North Shelby, they combined for 180. So this team puts a lot of points up. I mean, them and Bramer combined for 132. Them and Worth County, 132. Them and King City, 130. Them and North Andrew, 130. Them and Ridge Hill, 124. I mean, they put some massive points up on the board. Uh, most points scored, they have a 94 game. They have a 90 game, an 88, an 82, an 82. So they can put some points up on the scoreboard. That's not going to be the issue for Pattonsburg. It's can they get enough stops on defense. With Carter Crone back, the defense was improved last week versus Stanbury. That was one thing to highlight there. They did play much better on defense last week. Um, Worth counting, not quite at full strength because of the loss of Alarcon, but they still put up 74 points on Albany last week in a 74-54 to win, so a good win there for Worth County to get into this district championship game where Worth County pretty much always is at at this point. Um, so they are the team that's went to the state championship game in the last two seasons. They won it two years ago. They lost it by two touchdowns, I believe, last year to Mound City. Um, so Worth County, they're still one of the Blue Bloods in eight, man. They still deserve a lot of respect. I just don't see a path for them to beat Pattonsburg in this game. I think Pattonsburg is too explosive for them, and we'll get enough stops against Worth County to pull away with a win here. So give me Pattonsburg in the rematch to advance to the state semifinal. And if I remember right, it will be um, in this side of the bracket. If Pattonsburg wins and Southwest Livingston wins, Pattonsburg... I always forget this. I have to look at the mission website real quick, um, so hold on with me um, to see who would host in that one. It depends on who the whoever's on the top side of the bracket, and I believe I'll have to look here. But if it's North Shelby Pattonsburg, North Shelby will host. If it's Southwest Livingston and Worth County, Worth County will host. Um, and if it's North Shelby Worth County, North Shelby would host. So North Shelby, if they win, no matter what, they will host uh, because they're the lower seed. And Southwest Livingston, they're on the top side of the bracket, so they would host Pattonsburg um, in that semifinal game. So it will be North Shelby hosting Pattonsburg um, if they both win. They both have the same amount of home games um, thus far, so that goes to the top side of the bracket in an odd year. So Southwest Livingston would host Pattonsburg in a state semifinal game on November 23rd. 
uh, which would be a that would be a lot of scoring. Uh, we already know that North Shelby Pattonsburg a lot of points. So either way, so either Pattonsburg traveling to Ludlow or Shelbyville. That's kind of where it's going. Worth County they would host either way. No, they would. North she Worth County would either go to Shelbyville or host Livingston. So that's kind of the way it is right now. Very interesting to see how this goes out. Um, on that side of the bracket, I'll give my predictions since I'm not calling you those games. Um, I do think North Shelby and Pattonsburg will do a rematch. I'm going to give Pattonsburg a slight edge in the rematch. A, the slightest of edges. So I think Pattonsburg still makes that state title game. They've been the team that I've had going to the state title all year. But I would not be surprised if Livingston or North Shelby made a run here to the state championship game. I would enjoy seeing any of those three teams in the state championship game. I've already made my hotel reservations for for November 30th, so very exciting news. Um, so make sure you guys listen to Pickup Country King and I am 95.9 as we will have the state championship game as we'll follow whoever wins District 4 as far as they go. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, real quick, last week's games, kind of run through them. Appleton City beat up on Rich Hill, 60-38. to Good win for Appleton City um, to get to the district championship game. Drexel beat Liberal, 41-22. Just kind of do what they did. They score 40 points, hold you under 25. Easy dub. Um, East Addison, they beat South Holt-Nami Holt, 58-36. Um, I believe the Spartans went up 14-8 early in this game. East Addison scored 50 straight points to make it to 58-14. to And then... Was it 22 straight points by South Nami Holt? So it was a game of runs, but at that point, the game was already in hand. East Atchison was already looking ahead the next week. So good win for East Atchison. Way to battle for South Holt, Nami Holt. Uh, but now this, both Nami Holt and South Holt are both now in basketball season. Um, so good season for them. They just lost to a bunch of top five teams in the state. So just brutal there for South Holt, Nami Holt. But good win for East Atchison at home. And the game I was at, Mound City at North Andrew. Thank you for North Andrew for their... Um, hosting. You guys did a great job. I really appreciate the hospitality I get over there at North Andrew. Uh, but Mountain City, they were the better football team in this one. Um, just up front, TJ Hopkins, too tough to block. Um, Dylan George had a nice game. Landon Papa, of course, had a nice game. Uh, Dylan George ran the heck out of the football. I think he had over 200 yards rushing in that game, including a 75-yard touchdown run, I believe. So Mountain City was really good. They probably could have pulled away in this one, except for that late um, at the buzzer first half touchdown by North Andrew. Pulled that game closer and kept the Cardinals in it for most of it. But Mound City, they felt like they were in control of that game. And they were the better team. That was just a fun football game, though. Very physical on both sides. And Jaden Baker's a heck of a football player there for North Andrew. Heck of a football player. I uh, really watched, enjoyed watching him play this year. Carson Thomas will be back next year. They'll be a good team again next year. Um, Mound City will lose quite a bit from next year's team if they're still in the same district. But very exciting news there. Um, but Mound City, great win for them. As I said, Livingston, they blew out Stewartsville. I don't know why that game wasn't called earlier. 80-6 to win there for Livingston. Uh, North Shelby, I said earlier, beat the snot out of Oric, 54-6. to Good job by the Raiders to get some revenge there. Oric, still a good season. They were still conference champs, so nothing they're hanging their head on. Um, they've had a lot of success the last two years since dropping eight, man, and been really intrigued by their success. Stanbury lost to Pattonsburg, 70-20. to uh, 74-20, Pattonsburg control most of the game. And then Albany was up big. Up, sorry, up big. They were up early against Worth County, but couldn't hold on. Uh, just too much Tigers in that one, 74-55. to So a good win for Worth County. That's a review of last week. Uh, before I get out of here, um, some news that I'm hearing around eight-man circles. Um, Archie and Santa Fe have already voted to go to eight-man. I've heard rumors that Jasper down south as well, if they haven't already voted, 
um, that they're at least getting the recommendation to the board that they're going to go to eight-man. So I expect Jasper to be an eight-man next year. I've heard some rumors about some teams um, in the GRC dropping down, but I do not see that happening at this point. Um, based on what I'm hearing, they're doing everything in their power to stay 11-man. Um, some bigger classes finally coming up for teams like Maysville and Polo that I think they're actually going to stay an eight man, stay an 11-man for a couple more years, but we'll kind of see what happens. A lot can happen between now and August when they have to officially declare. Um, and then a couple teams up in northeast Missouri that I would not be surprised if you hear are at least considering, or if they don't, they should drop down. I think it's Schuler County, County and Knox County. Um, both have a chance to drop down. And then congratulations to Keatsville uh, for adding football and playing eight-man next year. So right now, adding four teams, so up to 31 with Keatsville, Archie, Jasper, and Santa Fe. So those four teams, adding to eight-man, will give us 31 teams in the districts, in the class, for eight-man. So that's really exciting. Um, if that number gets to 33 or more, expect eight-man to go to eight different districts of four or five teams, just like in class five. And the state championship game would be moved back a week to be on the same weekend. And I believe they'd move the class six back as well um, to make it all, again, a one-weekend affair for state championships, classes eight-man, then class one through six. And again, as you see this, and not just for eight, this doesn't just affect eight-man. Um, when teams drop down from 11-man to eight-man, that takes one less team out of class one. So the smallest class two team becomes class one smallest class three team becomes class two invite and just so on up the ladder um so very interesting to see how that all works um and i'm just curious to see how many teams do officially drop down if we get over 33 teams that would be very exciting um to kind of keep growing the eight man around the state and not just because i like the sport of eight man but also for the kids that consistently lose it'd be nice for them to be like you know what we actually have a chance to have an ability to win against teams who aren't twice our size or can put 30 to 40 kids on their sideline. We're putting 14 kids on our sideline. That's just tough. I mean, it's just tough when you're playing 11-man with 14, 15 kids out. That's tough to play 8-man that way because you still can't even really scrimmage. So some of these schools, I think, need to swallow their pride a little bit um, and just have the fact that, you know what, it's okay to be competitive in an eight-man team. That's not a, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's it's not accepting defeat. It's accepting like, hey, this is what's best for the kids and to keep our program afloat here so we're not losing and getting our heads beat in every week in 11-man. Uh, for what? For what cause? So we'll see what happens. Um, very excited to see those changes as they come in. And thanks to everyone who reaches out to me and tells me some stuff. Um from around the state, from other schools, and how they're going. So, congrats to the four teams, again, that are dropping down. We had five teams drop down last year, with, of course, Christian going up. So, we gained four teams last year. We're going to gain four more this year. That's a growth of eight teams over the last two years. I mean, that gets us to 33 teams. Um, and we got 33 teams. Sorry, 31 teams. Sorry, so 31 minus eight. So, is that 23 to 31? Um, and it just grows districts. I mean, you're going to have seven, eight teams in each district, so you're going to have some districts that are going to be absolutely stacked again next year. I can't wait to see how Misha decides to um, divvy this up. Say if those three teams in the Northeast finally go down, North Shelby will finally have some teams in their area to schedule. That's one thing. 
and maybe the teams conference like the CRC and the Wemo can grow a bit and have a f- more a fuller conference schedule. You're not playing just four conference games; you're playing five and six, and it's not as hard to um, schedule a full nine-game schedule. Because I know the 275 they play eight conference games, the GRC they play six. So if you get the six conference games, you get to find three out of conference. It's a lot easier than trying to find um, five out of conference games. So we'll kind of see what happens there. But I'm very excited to see what happens next year. In eight man, I won't. I don't know how I'm gonna be covering it next year, but um, we'll see how it all works out. So make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at Devin Albertson. Uh, follow the Mo Eight Man Football account at Mo Eight Man Football. Uh, should have a, four games. We'll have all the updates over there. And that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for everyone who's gonna go out there. Everyone, be safe to where you're going for this week. And I'll talk to you guys Friday night after the games as you're listening to Straight Up Sports with Devin Albertson.